0: 17 Academy. Academy. Collaborate to save the world.
1: Welcome to 17 Academy. I'm Alexander Wolf, and today with me is Catherine Bischoff, and she is really special because uh, she survived. She survived uh, this whole startup cosmos. Um, she organized the communities in an institution that's very well known in Berlin, called Factory Berlin, and that's a startup hub, like the headquarters of st- the startup scene of Berlin. And uh, but now she's not there anymore because now she's out to rescue this planet with a fantastic project. But before we talk about sovereign nature, uh, hi Catherine. Hello. So it's great what you're doing, um, and you're always smiling when I say you want to save the planet. But actually, so. Let me introduce that project, but then you tell us what it really is, okay? But first, to tell the people what they're going to get out of this talk is um, we're going to show you, or Catherine is going to show you, how to um, do partnerships with people you don't know yet and what to do to um, not stand there like a beggar, but more as a friend, investor, and partner on the same level. And she knows how to do that. And she's going to tell you in a second. But first, it's all about sovereign nature initiative. The initiative of Catherine and friends will change the whole system. Because at this moment, if you want to chop off some wood in an Amazon, you can just do that if you're a friend of Bolsonaro. Because the tree does not have a lawyer. The uh, The tree is not sovereign. The tree is just a tree. And this is going to change now because the Sovereign Nature Initiative is going to get that tree, a lawyer, a lobbyist, a spokesperson, and perhaps even some guys from the Italian mafia to defend the tree.
0: (laughs) You've just rebranded us.
1: (laughs) Well, so I'm going to just step back and let you talk. Okay, what's Sovereign Nature Initiative about
0: (laughs) Thank you. Um, well, thanks for having me. Firstly, it's uh, super nice to be part of a, a brand new initiative. Um, also, because I'm part of a brand new initiative called Sovereign Nature Initiative. We're a non-profit foundation, um, started a while ago, but are really manifesting ourselves now. I would say um, our goal at Sovereign Nature Initiative is to achieve a thriving planet by provoking a fundamental shift in the relationship between nature and humans with the aim and this is what you're addressing the aim of acknowledging nature's sovereignty so this means moving away from a relationship of dominance and separation to cohabitation where humans are a part of nature and nature is a part of us so in this scenario nature could potentially govern itself um, and we want to work to achieve this by reconfiguring the intersection between ecology, economy, and emerging technologies, so that we can open our minds really to radical approaches to sustainability that we haven't addressed before as a society.
1: Well, not as radical as I mentioned, the mafia is not involved. The mafia is not involved, no. no. (laughs) But what you actually do is you give the tree a lawyer, right?
0: well what we do first and foremost is uh we're building a community so we're building a community of uh, individuals and organizations that come from different spaces so they're from the ecology space they're activists they're philosophers they're artists and creatives um they're academics and you know some of them are blockchain entrepreneurs or developers and they're all looking at this proposition of giving nature sovereignty and saying what type of tools could be developed in order to achieve that. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes when I, I pitch this idea to, to people, they're like, wow, that makes absolutely no sense. That sounds like it's right out of a sci-fi book. <laughs> it, and is. it is. It is. I mean, we're trying to formulate big questions. We don't even know exactly what the questions are we're posing because they are, to some extent, quite radical. What we know is that we want to be highly experimental we want to take a radical shift and we want to do that in a in a pretty timely manner because as we know kind of the 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 face of the earth is uh, is changing quite dramatically and so time is of the essence so let's ask questions maybe like how can emergency tech emerging technologies make sense of this human and non-human relation and, you know, what are data-based or digital representations of non-humans in Mm -hmm. nature that can underpin such relations. Um, how is this entangled human, non-human agency generated through technologies? And how can that be legally expressed?
1: Did you, right. mentioned, you mentioned the, the shift, the shift of, of thinking. You said mm-hmm. today um, it's profitable to chop off that tree and sell the wood. Yeah. And you want to change that, that perhaps in the future, it's more profitable to foster the tree Absolutely. and to help the tree. I mean, essentially,
0: um, right now we value nature or trees specifically uh, based on the value of the land. Land that they sit on mm-hmm. um, however that is obviously not the, the true value the natural capital as you know the term has come to be because there's incredible things happening there aside from carbon sequestration there's biodiversity that's being protected mm-hmm. there are you know sources of food for humans and, and non-humans there there is a cultural uh, a cultural mandate and happiness mm-hmm. that uh, isn't in, involved with keeping nature thriving and alive so so how can we create some new incentive structures for people to protect, conserve, monitor nature, whether that be on land or in water, mm. um, thereby be remunerated for, for, for that work um, and thereby not enter in an extractive relationship with nature, hence not having to sell mm. that land or sell the forest or you know, produce you know, beef on it, whatever that may be, Okay, so that's one one step. But the step that we want to even go farther beyond that is, can we give back to nature? Can we say, nature, you are now a decentralized autonomous organization and you are going to benefit from the fact that you're thriving. And the more you thrive, the more you can benefit and you will have agency and you can then have a government and structure and decide how it is that
1: Humans deal with you. So perhaps in the future, you can choose after university if you want to start at Amazon, mm-hmm. or if you just want to get employed uh, in a forest by the forest by the to f- hug trees. Sure, and why not? So I mean, I'm a tree hugger in the future. That, so that may-
0: could make the tree thrive more, and it will certainly make a human happier than I think than working in, in an Amazon center. <laughs>
1: well, that's great. So perhaps in the future, we we'll all be going to be employed by forests and stones and rivers and make a lot of money by just uh, taking care from the nature. I I
0: mean, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great if we didn't have to work and we could just be employed by nature and for nature?
1: Uh, Like it used to be, by the way, when we're still gatherers and hunters. But I think that's just leading too far because...
0: There weren't a lot of us back then. uh,
1: No. Yeah. And since we're a few more, we now to, today need to, uh, to connect better, to help initiatives like yours. Yeah. And this is why we have a few listeners who are doing right this now, mm-hmm. having NGOs, being activists and uh, trying to not survive, but, you know, to change something. And perhaps in your head are a few things that could help the people outside. So just please, you know, just give some of your experiences and knowledges. You were in the startup scene. You're still in the startup scene. You're very well connected to all these people. You know, funding startups, becoming rich fast, doing exits, and going surfing with millions on their bank accounts. Uh, so you learn a few things there, especially how to approach people, how to build new partnerships with people who don't know you yet. And uh, you told me a story before, which was kind kind of nice. What was it called? The stealth.
0: Stealth Mode. Stealth yeah. Mode? Yeah. Um, well, Stealth Mode is a, a program that uh, I founded with uh, with some colleagues back in 2018 at Factory Berlin. And it's uh, a program that addresses underrepresented non-binary and female founders in the startup community. Essentially, we, we recognized after doing a lot of research and, and seeing a lot of the studies out there that there is a dire lack of... Um, of of representation from those communities in the startup space, mm-hmm. um, around 15% of uh, female-led companies are financed uh, in, in Germany, and it's super frustrating that that is, you know, has not been bettered over the years. Um, and to see that the, you know, the, the other 85% are getting a plethora of money thrown at them because they have better access to networks and mm-hmm. they have better access to investors, and maybe they've been educated in a different manner. Uh, that they can position and posture themselves. So we decided to build a program that addresses exactly that. So how can we kickstart and provide intensive mentorship and access to influential people for those individuals to build their ideas? And the same mm. thing holds true really for, for any space when you're trying to get things off the ground. It's like, how do you get access mm. to networks? How do you get access to you know those influential people that otherwise aren't in your circle? Uh, of influence
1: um, well and, uh, you, you stand in front of their doors and you ring and nobody opens
0: yeah That's... nobody opens it's so true and I mean uh, you know we, we did a lot of research and, and we luckily had a relationship with an organization um, for many many years an organization called Google for Startups and uh, and then we recognized that they were really pivoting their mission to focus specifically on this group and we wanted to focus on this group. So we said, there's no better time now than to align ourselves and both um, you, know, you know, double down on, on this mission of supporting underrepresented founders. And it led to a really great trusting relationship of over three years of funding that allowed us to get this off the ground. And so, I mean, it was a great example of us already having relationships there. I think, you know, they're getting your foot in the door as you said before is, is really hard sometimes. So it takes, you know a certain strategy to to get there and for me it always starts with A do your research like who is the person or the organization in your space that is kind of the North Star, who, you know, who Mm -hmm. are, are those people that are, are doing great things and that you want to get access to for, for whatever it is, like who is leading those projects, who's holding the purse strings, who is influenced to make decisions. Those, uh, those are things that you need to identify. And then of course, the next thing is like, how do you get access to them? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you just drop in, in the, you know, the headquarters of a big, whatever it is NGO or funding uh, a funding agency it doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna open open the doors to you so
1: no if it, you drop in by Monday 12 o'clock and ask for access for an appointment with the CEO it's not gonna happen it's
0: not gonna happen but I think now more than ever it's super easy to get uh, you know access to information so you have information
1: to like people. what where his children go to school or? no
0: no no I don't want you to be stalking anyone on okay. the contrary but okay. you you know you see uh, what are they doing on social media are they on the speaker circuit are are they actually located in your geography it's pretty easy to find out what space they move in and then you go to that space and you find them you know regardless is it twitter or is it this conference that they go to is it I don't know, you know, are they en- engaged in certain meetups or certain online communities? That's it's
1: like an old strategy that diplomats use. Like you find out in yeah. which tennis club is that guy yeah. and you start playing tennis. That sounds stupid, but it really, that's, this is how they do it. By the way, you told yeah. me that you did that once, right? Yeah. Going backstage. And I apologize. did
0: it just recently. I mean, I didn't go backstage, but, okay. but I was at a conference recently and... Um, and I identified a, a person that was speaking on stage that I thought would be really, really valuable to to our initiative. And so, Sovereign Nature, we're just you know we're nascent, and so we're building a community, and we're a few hundred strong, but we want to get to the point where we're you know where we're thousands and tens of thousands, hopefully. And so, the CEO was speaking at this conference, mm. and I thought, how could we leverage his. You know, reach A, but also has access to this very specific type of community that I would like to access. So I literally just, you know, was standing at the backstage. Waiting for him to exit, and and he came out, and I was like, "Hey, you don't know me, but I'm doing this and this, and I'm working in the nonprofit foundation space, and you know we have very high uh, high standards and radical approaches to addressing kind of climate change and and, uh, and I think that learnings from your community would be super valuable to us. So would it be okay if I send you something? Are you you know interested and open to communicating to your community? Is this a possibility? So going in with like, you know, very direct and clear messaging of what I would appreciate Mm -hmm. um, and how it could help our community and, uh, and just being as humble as possible. And he literally gave me his email address on the spot. I followed up the next day Uh, 24 hours after that, he essentially sent the message out to to the community that, you know, we were interested in tapping into. We don't know what that will lead to, but I think it's Mm -hmm. a beautiful example of sometimes you just have to go out there, find the right place, find the way to communicate. And, you know, the worst thing that can happen is a no and get out of my face. And the best thing that can happen is, of course, I'll do that for you.
1: And access to the circle. But she's only telling you half the story because (laughs) one thing that you didn't mention is, the secret weapon of stalking people is telling them what's in for them yeah because that motivates people and you did that right
0: yeah yeah absolutely i mean i think there needs to be some type of reciprocity mm-hmm. that that uh takes place in this it's not only like begging and and asking 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 um the but i i do also think that uh, you know if if people feel they can help out, there is like a very good component to most people out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everyone needs to know, okay, what, what will I necessarily get out of it? Um, there's an expression in English called, you know, sending the elevator back down. Mm-hmm. And so once you've mm-hmm. been successful, you know, whatever success means, you, you know, you send the elevator back down so that the next person can get on that elevator and go mm-hmm. up. And I truly believe that, um, that, that y- one should help other people uh, regardless of you know what where what your position is of power or you know influence um, because at some point um, you, you were that person asking someone else so always remember to be in a position to help others.
1: And um. in this case um, the person you approached would have something for his community because uh, the people that he, he collects mm-hmm. are people who are in the gaming industry right They're yeah. playing games yeah. And uh, by collaborating with you they could all game with purpose. All of a sudden their addiction would make sense so that helps him for his community so so you have something to give
0: yeah totally i mean I, I think that um if you can combine fun and incentives with like purpose mm-hmm. that is like a great combination
1: so to conclude that because like look at this 17 minutes going to be over in a minute really? Incredible. already it's, it's, yeah Tempus <laughs> fugit. Yeah. um no so let's conclude that Prepare yourself, know exactly the demands and needs of the other person and try to figure out what you can do for him before you approach him, secondly, approach, or, her. or her, sorry, yes. approach <laughs> them directly, right? Yes, I don't don't sure. be afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of all, uh, build a relationship before you have to ask, like the, the Google example, if you built the relationship before you ask, like years ago, uh, years before you have to ask, then you're not in a beggar's position anymore.
0: Correct, correct. And be very clear and concise about what it is you're asking. I think, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how many times I have received requests for collaboration or partnerships with like these long emails and I just, at the end of it, didn't really understand what are these mm. people trying to achieve? What do <laughs> what they the want from me? Do want? What do you want from my community? Right. Like, be as explicit as possible. I think that there's nothing wrong with being straightforward. It doesn't have to be a demand, mm. it, but it just does need to be somewhat, you know, clear.
1: Well, keep the reading time under 20 seconds. <laughs> yes. By the way, just give us like a 30-second uh, last historical words. What can we do for Server Nature Initiative?
0: What can you do? Well, I mean, for one, uh, get involved in the sense that you can follow us on all our social media channels. We do monthly talks which alternate between what we call eco talks where we have an ecologist activist on board or an art talk where we engage with um, artists, artists from the community that are talking about um, experiential uh, relationships to nature. Um, and we do a tech talk. So once a month, tune in. We've got great, great uh Mm -hmm. things happening there we're doing hackathons so if you're interested in designing and hacking and developing in this space around sovereignty and agency for nature get involved our website is sovereignnature.com Um, And we're going to be doing live events next year as well in Amsterdam in May and then in the Global South, hopefully in Nairobi in the later part of the year. So there's lots of ways to engage with us online and offline. We have a community on Discord that's growing, which is like the, the techie community version of of slack so it's an open and welcoming uh, and very tolerant environment so bring your ideas bring your curiosity bring your sense of radical experimentation because we really uh, have pressing issues that we want to to solve and we want people that are like super fired up about that
1: well that really sounds great so i'm going to join wherever i can whenever i can and however i can Uh, Catherine, thanks a lot and for all the listeners out there if you want to get employed by a beach or by a tree, then you should join now. It's sovereign nature sovereignnature.com
0: Sovereign, nature.com.
1: sovereign nature.com. So thanks for coming here and I'm really proud
0: that you're doing this from Berlin. Thank you.